all of you, this big, wonderful crowd. We're so happy that you're here. Um, this law service begins International Education Week. Um, and International Education Week. education and the idea is that one week during the year there'll be this cultural exchange um, celebrated in schools these colleges this year Calvin is joining in on it um, so that beginning of International Education Week also um, <laughs> Is this better? Okay, all right, sorry. So did you get it? International Education Week this week, right? Set, set aside by our State Department. But also, um, in the campus ministry calendar of studying Isaiah, we, this is a designated passage for tonight, Isaiah 60, 1 through 6. This beautiful passage that was just spoken in eight different languages by Calvin's international students. Um, and in this scripture, we see Isaiah prophesying about God's kingdom to come, the new Jerusalem, where nations will be coming, people will be coming from all corners of the earth, coming to praise God, who is showering them, rising up with his glory, shining his light upon them. So my task tonight is to combine the two. International Education Week with this beautiful picture of God's light shining on his people and we his people rising and shining. My name is Linda Bosch. I'm the International Student Advisor or International Assist. I used to be the International Student Advisor. Now I am the Assistant Dean of International Students at Calvin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a pastor, so my comments tonight, we're considering a devotional, not a sermon, okay? So I want to I wanna begin um, with another verse to add to what we've read here, and we won't put it up, I think you all know it, but Genesis, in Genesis 1, verse 26, the scripture tells us that God created human beings in his image. So when God created us, he imparted his image, his likeness. We humans are like God. But I think we all realize that all of us shine, have just a part of God's image in us, or shine a part, some aspect of God, more brightly than others. So, for example, um, all humans enjoy music, I think. But there are some, probably some of you here, that can hear things, that can feel things in music, that very few other people can. So that's the part of God's image that you shine more brightly. The same, for example, with color. While we all see color, there are some of us that can just see the gradation of colors, the different hues and shades, and can put the colors together to, say, decorate a room beautifully or draw a wonderful um, picture or paint a painting. Humor. Some of us are gifted with humor that we can just make people laugh. 
Others of, others of us were really good at the details. For an event like tonight, we make sure that every detail is covered, while others of us aren't good at details, but maybe see the big picture. So you get the picture. All humanity, we all reflect part of God's image, but not all in the same way, not all to the same degree, and some of us shine certain parts of his image more than others. And I believe it's the same way with cultures. If you look at the different cultures across the world, um, all of them are created in God's image because cultures, after all, are human beings coming together um, and living collectively. So the different cultures of the world reflect different aspects of God's image um, to different degrees. So let's take worship, for example. If you can imagine God um, throughout history, across continents, across oceans, in large cathedrals, in living rooms, in big cities, in, in small villages where Christians gather together, he's poured his spirit on them. And, and depending on the historical context, different worship styles have emerged, different cultural ways of worshiping God. But like in tonight's service, um, when you witness and when you experience different cultural ways of worshiping God, you get to know God better. Right? You get to see him and his plan for worship more fully. So I think the same thing is true of all parts of culture. As we get to know different cultures, we see different parts of God's image. But I'd like tonight to talk about cultural values. Um, so these two different countries have different values of God that I think they shine more brightly. So for example, when international students come to Calvin, come to the US, they see certain values that we have, equality, freedom, um, the individualism, the re development of the individual. They see efficiency, good time management, well, at least sometimes, right? So these, these are things, I think these are things that God had, parts of God's image that are, that are part of our culture that might be a bit of a light for other cultures. But when we go to their cultures, and I'm guessing many of you in here will, will be doing off-campus programs, maybe going abroad for interim or next semester, and when you go to other cultures, you'll experience other aspects of God's image. Um, so, if you're lucky and you get invited into the home of someone in a country you're visiting, you may experience just the lavish, the generous hospitality that can be found in other cultures. Another gift, and this is in some of the cultures of the international students that we have here, is deep respect for children with parents, students with teachers. Um, another, I think, God-given value of many other cultures that's, is the real interconnectedness of families and of friendships. Friendships are really tight. 
people, if you are friends, you are friends for the long haul. They're for each other, no matter what happens. Okay, so when we experience another culture, we experience God in different ways. We see different aspects of God because he has created us all in his image. But I'd like to take it just a bit further to say that when we see the light of another culture, um, see its values, it, it also shows the negativeness, some of the sin, maybe the flaws of our own culture. Our cultural ways are just normal to us, right? They're just like breathing. It never occurs to us, unless we travel someplace else or meet someone of another culture, that people do things any differently than we do. So when you meet someone of another culture, you get to know them well, um, and you see the values of that culture. It shines a light on the, the, the part of your culture, even these good God-given values that are kind of corrupted a little bit or tainted with sin. So let me give an example of that. In the U.S., we have the good values, I think, God-given of freedom and equality. But taken too far, we see something that's so common. Young people just easily and without thought disrespecting their parents, disrespecting their teachers, um, or another, when our friendships are seen in the light of other cultural friendships, sometimes they can seem a bit shallow. Because in our development of the individual, we like to be very independent. And it's not easy for us to be vulnerable with each other and tell us our weaknesses. So sometimes, and of course this doesn't always happen, but our friendship conversations can be about the football game this afternoon or the movie last night or the weather. And, yeah, often our friendships don't go deep. So, yeah, seen in the light of another culture. And our efficiency in the same way, which is, I believe, something that is God-honoring, sometimes we just get really too busy, right? And I'm sure that many of you um, now have a to-do list that's just spinning in your head. Part of that is just being at college, but I think part of it's our culture, too. Um, my daughter's a PA, and she said that one of the, the problems she sees most are often are that people can't sleep. They're stressed, too much worry. Um, they can't fall asleep, and then they wake up early, and this to-do list just keeps spinning in their minds. So again, a good cultural value, but seen in the light of another culture, our efficiency maybe is just a little bit too much. And of course, it goes the other way, too. So in the cultures of our international students, which might be more collectivistic, um, the deep respect for parents, the deep respect for teachers. Sometimes parents may use that to kind of squelch or to, um, to hinder a little bit the, the gifts or the aspirations of their child. Or if a friendship gets so tight, it could be a little bit possessive um, and a little bit limiting for the other friend. So, yeah. 
And the other thing, if you happen to be in a culture that can enjoy extravagant hospitality, in a culture where gathering of families and friends is common, celebrations are, happen often, your culture maybe won't get things done, right? And won't be so efficient. So seeing in the light, when we see our culture in the light of another culture, we see God in those gifts, but we also, it shines a light on the things that aren't so good at our, in our culture. Okay, so here we are again. Um, International Education Week and this beautiful passage from Isaiah 60. Now, the, the purpose of International Education Week, according to the State Department, is, um, I think, something like celebrating the benefits of an exchange of ideas, something kind of blasé and not too powerful. Um, but I think, as children of Christ, um, we can go quite a bit farther than that. And international education, getting to know those of another culture, um, can be a spiritual experience, can help us see God and when we see this beautiful passage in Isaiah again, which prophesies all the nations of the earth coming together to God's light and God shining his light on his people, and then we arise and shine, and we shine his light too. Of course, we need to shine our light to the nations, right, as we sang earlier, but tonight, in an International Education Week, I'd like to encourage us to shine our cultural lights to each other. And for us, I think the best thing is to look at the light of the other. Look at the light of the person from another culture. Listen, observe, learn, and see how God can be revealed in them and how they can show us the things that maybe we need to kind of take care of in our own culture. Okay, so I just want to say to, to our great God who has created the cultural diversity in this world, um, who has put his image into us human beings, who loves this entire world, to him be the honor and the glory and the praise. So... We're going we're gonna to do a prayer time now. Um, and when our group had first considered what this prayer should involve, we had thought that, of course, we're going to pray for the world, right? International worship. But the world is big, and there's a lot of need in the world. And we, we took a whole hour talking about it. Um, yeah, for the persecuted church, for world missions, um, for what's going on in Syria, and on and on and on. And we, we, we were having trouble finding focus for it. And we finally decided that we would pray for the world here at Calvin College. Um, Calvin, I think you probably all know it, but this is really quite a unique college in that we send more students to off-campus programs than almost any other liberal arts college in the U.S., not only that, we bring more international students in to our college than almost any other liberal arts school in the U.S. So there is great opportunity here for crossing of cultures. But not only that, we have great diversity among our American students. 
So we have between five and 600 Ahana students as well, students of color who come from different cultural backgrounds as well. And then I know our white majority students, you too come from different faith backgrounds, different states, different cultural settings. And so tonight, we would like to pray for our world at Calvin and pray that God would help us to shine his light on each other. But that doesn't happen unless we get to know each other. And sometimes that's a little harder than we think. So um, to help us with this prayer, we are going to ask three students um, to just share some ideas. At the end of that, you, the congregation, will pray for these things. So please listen as they talk and um, yeah, be ready to, to pray for them. So first of all, we have Yu Lim Song from Seoul, Korea. She's the president of our International Student Association. And for, our, for this prayer time, she's going to represent our international students. And then we have Makara Kungu. Um, he's from California. He was at an orientation assistant this summer, and then last year he was an ambassador on the MSDO, and he's, his comments are speaking on half of our AHANA students. And then we have Ethan DeVries. He is the president of the student body at Calvin College, and he's representing the white students or the Caucasian students, and he's from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay, so they're not going to be praying, but they're going to be just lifting some concerns that you all will be praying for in a short time. Okay, so the first one, we're not going to cross cultural borders very well unless we have a sensible longing ourselves. So we'd like to pray that every student at Calvin will feel like they belong here. So when I first went to Calvin, um, I realized that everything here was different. I didn't know how to make friends with Americans, and I had no idea how American academic system works. Honestly, I didn't have confidence in English, and these kind of feelings kind of made me miss my home. However, um, time and distance, they prevent me from visiting them as much as I wished. And um, I've gone to Korea once for my entire years at Calvin, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of international students are experiencing very similar thing. So please pray for, uh, please pray that every international student will adjust well into this culture, that they will feel like they belong to Calvin community. What I remember most about my first year here at Calvin um, would have to be my interactions with people. I noticed that when I was meeting new students, I was always met with a sense of hesitation. I, you know, in these moments, I noticed that when I would try to connect and, you know, open up, I'd have to overly be nice and kind in hopes that that other person could feel a little bit more comfortable when talking to me. Constant moments like this made me feel like I didn't belong here at Calvin. I've had multiple friends feel the exact same way and ultimately leave Calvin due to these same feelings. Therefore, I hope we can all pray for um, Ahana students and that they can get their sense of validation of being here through God and his will. Not what other people, um, what their, think, their thoughts and opinions are, but 
do what God says ultimately. While white students are the cultural majority, we too experience struggles when transitioning to college. When I came to Calvin, I remember talking to my RA and asking him, how would I fit in with this community? Where would I belong? And he replied to me that I needed to be intentional. Well, being confused with what that meant, I struggled a lot my freshman year with a lot of anxiety to figure out where was God calling me to belong in this community. Calvin's a very unique community, and it's different from the community I came from and from what many of us have, have experienced before. But then again, um, Calvin it, it celebrates that as well. So I just want you to pray for students, um, all students, to feel belonging in this community as well as white students as they begin to relate with their peers and relate with professors and develop strong communities in this, uh, in this college. Okay, so then, the next, okay, the, am I on? Yeah, okay, the next one um, we'd, li we'd like you to pray for is that God would help each one of us to remove the barriers that we create to cross cultures, to get to know someone from a different cultural background? I think for many Ohana students, there isn't a day that goes by when we're not reminded of being the minority. As a result, I think it's easy for us to get angered easily or take offense quickly when we feel like we're being stereotyped or marginalized. Um, therefore, um, Ohana students, as followers of Christ, I pray that we can embody the spirit of forgiveness by extending grace and not letting your skin color define your experience here at Calvin. As Americans, I think it's easy for us sometimes to have an arrogance of our culture, that somehow our culture is better than others and others are less than. I think this is driven by the idea that America is the superpower in the world. While this may not be everyone's intentions, I think it's important that we uh, we interact with others on this campus and that we don't hold our culture as the dominant culture here. And I want to pray that God will give us humility as we begin to interact with other cultures on campus. And many of international cultures have collective mindset. And we really like to do everything together. We strongly value our community. As a result, we often find ourselves staying in our comfort zone being afraid or even struggle to reach out and get to know students student of different cultures. So please pray for courage to face our discomforts and then approach others with an open mind. And as Linda said earlier tonight, we're often busy. We're busy with our friend groups, the homework that we have to complete, and the social events that we attend. But we're so busy that we forget to stop and pause and look at the world around us. So I want us to pray tonight that we can have the ability to have interest and wonder in other cultures on this campus, and that we can celebrate that and that we can begin to relate with these cultures and grow deep, strong, rooted relationships in this community. So yeah, what Ethan said is our third prayer. So if you guys, yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, so following up with Ethan, <laughs> we also pray that, um, that God will show us situations and opportunities to meet someone of our cultures, um, of different cultures, whether in our dorms or um, classes or in co-curriculum activities. Again, we understand that it's, we understand that interacting with other students and other people that may not appear like us um, can be uncomfortable. 
However, we pray that God can give us the courage and the motivation to be comfortable with the uncomfortable, to work through these awkward moments and not give up. Because through these awkward moments, we see God pleased with our efforts to continue to grow as people, um, as brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you. Okay, so why don't, why don't you put all three? Can you put all three back up? So these are the things we're going to ask you to pray for. Um, basically, that God's light will shine in us and through us to each other. And in order to do that with other cultures, you've got to get to know them. So we've asked um, Pastor James, who is a pastor of Grace Korean CRC Church, to lead us in a Korean-style prayer, and yeah, so that all of you may lift these prayer requests up to God. Thank you. Before we go into uh, a time of prayer, I'd like to say that uh, as, a, as also a, a HANA alum, uh, that it is actually uh, it's an honor and blessing to be here, to partake in worship here. Um, and it's a blessing to witness all these different cultures uh, coming together. And as the lights are going to dim a little bit in the house, uh, we're, uh, we're going to have some music going on, but we're going to pray. Um, and be, first thing we're going to pray about is a prayer of confession. Because in order for us to come together as one, we need to confess to God. Being reminded of all these three prayer requests, we need to confess to God that we need to let go of our stereotypes. We need to let go of our racism, whether we think we don't have it or not. We need to let go of, the, of this paradigm. And here's another thing that we're going to continue to pray about. We're going to pray and cry out to Jesus that we come together as one. But guess what? We can do that because Jesus loves us so much. God loves us so much. That's why we're here. That's why God has placed each and every one of you here in this place. Not by chance, not by luck, but because God loves you so much. But here's another thing. We're going to cry out to God. In a little bit, I'm going to ask us to shout Jesus as loud as possible. Not because we're going to try to imitate a different culture, but because you and I, we are all in a desperate situation. We live in a world that is broken. We live in a world that is desperate and hungry. You and I get a chance to have this education here at Calvin while there's folks who can't even afford an education. You and I get a chance to be here together as one while there's folks in our home countries far, far, far thousands of kilometers away where they can't even dream about coming to this country. So we're going to pray because we live in a desperate world. And we are going to pray out loud. If somebody's praying, I'm sorry, sorry, if somebody is out on the ocean and they're just drowning and, you know, if they're in a desperate situation, they're not going to whisper help. They're going to cry out help. And I believe that we are in that kind of a situation tonight. Oh, you know, Pastor James, I'm, I'm doing all right. Oh, actually, 
your brother sitting next to you, your sister sitting next to you might not be doing all right. So we're going to cry out together. So we're going to have the house lights off right now. And uh, the band's going to just keep uh, playing. But if you're ready, on a count of three, I want us to shout Jesus as loud as possible so that this entire campus can hear. So that we can pray out loud together in one voice, in one community, as one church, as one body of Christ. Because that's where you are. So if you're ready, we're going to shout Jesus on a count of three. Y'all ready? Here we go. And we're going to pray out loud. One. Two, three, Jesus! Father God, we pray to you tonight. Father God, we pray for a hunger for you, Lord God. Father God, we pray for a desperation. Father God, we are desperate for you. Father God, we know that we are weak. in this place tonight some of us are homesick some of us are scarred some of us have bitter hearts but Lord tonight you have given unto us an opportunity to pray because Lord you are the light on this campus Father God, we cry out to you in desperation. Lord, we need you. Father God, there are so many walls here in this place. But Lord, tonight we cry out to you. Would you break down some of these walls tonight? Father God, we need unity, Lord. And that only happens in Jesus' name. Father God, so we hunger. Father God, we are hungry and desperate for you. Father God, we lift up every staff, faculty, and every single body and soul that calls Calvin home right now. 
When we are weak, you are strong. Lord, would you help us to decrease so you may increase? Father God, would your love be alive in this community, Lord Jesus? Father, we need healing tonight so that we can arise and shine your light. Father God, we, Lord Jesus, lift up our brothers and sisters around us. Father God, would you help them to belong here? Whether home is in Southern California, whether home is in Cambodia or South Korea, wherever it may be, Lord, would you help us to belong here at Calvin College? Father, we also pray. We also pray that you may help us have a heart of forgiveness, have a heart of compassion, have a heart of understanding and a willingness to learn from one another. Lord, would, would your scripture in Revelation be alive here at Calvin tonight? That people of all nations and all tribes can worship in one tongue. And Father, last week we also pray for God's image and beauty to shine wherever we may be here on this campus. Father, this doesn't happen by our might. This doesn't happen by our power. But this only happens by your spirit alone. Father God, so we earnestly cry out to you tonight. Have your way with us, O oh Lord. Be with our campus ministries. Be with every single worship service, Bible study gathering that happens throughout the week. Lord, would you reign on our campus so that we can arise and shine for you. We thank you so much. And as we continue to worship, Lord, would you continue to bring forth healing in Jesus' name. As we watch and learn from different cultures, would you help us, Lord Jesus, to get a taste of the kingdom of heaven tonight. We thank you so much for saving us by your irresistible grace. It's in your glorious name we pray and all God's people say, and all God's people say, let the church say amen. Amen.